Welcome to the Science Slot Machine. Brought to you by students of the Science, Technology, and Society Master's Program at the University of Vienna. In this podcast, we explore topics from the very notable to the very niche. We always keep an eye on how science, technology, and society relate to one another in various aspects. We discuss hot topics, but also suggestions by you. Check us out on social media. And be sure to send us your topic suggestions to science.machine at gmail.com. When have you been to a restaurant for the last time? Oh, that's a while ago. Like, I tend to think that there is just this COVID-19 pandemic and we don't really did anything in the in the one year but we actually did in the summertime i have the feeling it was swing kitchen here in vienna and it was in the summer for sure because we were sitting outside is it your favorite restaurant in vienna um i don't know you know in vienna we already have an episode about it about coffee culture and i think here it's almost the same with restaurants it's not only the food but the whole environment that comes with the restaurant so I would not say that Swing Kitchen is my favorite restaurant in terms of environment, but they certainly have very, 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 very good food. And I recommend it to everyone who wants to try it out. What about yours? You've been living here for a while. What's your favorite place to grab a bite at, Nora? Oh, mine. Actually, the last time I've been to a restaurant in Vienna was in summer. And I don't remember the name but it was a vegan burger place, I think, close to Schwedenplatz. And we were Swing sitting... Swing Kitchen. Oh, that was also... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, then we've been to the same place and I really liked yes. it. <laughs> but what about you, Costa? Boah, yeah, as I don't remember, but my like my favorite restaurant, it might like I have two different kinds of restaurants I like. The one one I really like is Blauensteiner at Josefstetterstraße. It's like a typical Viennese Botzen or I don't know what to call it in English, like a yeah, a restaurant, but it's super nice. And the other one is uh, in Albertgasse, also in the eighth district. It's a uh, type eatery. Which is really great, and I can only recommend it. Dear listeners, if you're wondering about what we're discussing here, or what to the, this episode is about, um, we have it's no not clue. Restaurants. It's not restaurants. <laughs> no, today we're going to discuss what food what different topics there are around food and how we can look at this from an STS perspective also and through the lens of different theories maybe also. Yeah, well, what, what I always find so fascinating about food, I mean, of course, we can look at things like nutritional value, we can have a look at the environmental impact or the environmental footprint of our food or like the degree to what degree it was processed. But I feel like what I always find the most fascinating is that we can also learn so much about ourselves, like just as a person, about our values, but also about our the societies we live in by just looking at the food and studying the food. Yeah, because everybody needs food. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it's, it's very interesting really to see how 
a lot of stuff in our life revolve around food and a lot of trends also. Yeah, but speaking speaking of food trends, like in the last years, what what do you think? What were some food trends? Eating less meat has become probably a very nice trend in my opinion lately. This is something I recognize as a trend. More plant-based food, uh, more uh, vegan habits that people develop. And this is also strongly related to how people treat animals. So it's not only about eating them, but other aspects of, I don't know, how we handle our food. How should I really treat or value food and how should I be how like how should my relation to food be and how should I ensure that I'm only eating what I can really eat and I have a nice quote for you if you want. Uh, it's actually from the STS handbook. So there is this huge book with 1200 pages where you can look up a lot of topics that STS, like science, technology, and society studies, are interested in, are dealing with, are theorizing about, are making case studies about. And in chapter 32, um, which is about co-producing knowledge and food, and it's uh, by four people, and they write on page 943 that food is thus a window into the many incredibly complex socio-technological systems that span the globe and on which humans depend. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree because I feel like, as I said, to me, that's one of the most interesting things when looking at food, what we can learn about ourselves. Speaking about socio-technical processes in general this makes me think of a quote guys you can check out our last episode because Ulrike Feld who is really a big name in the science and technology studies said something that I think I would remember for life and it is that people really like having technological solutions of social problems and I think food is no different why it kind of got me thinking of this robotization slash digitalization or technologization, if there is a word like that, of uh, food production and food manufacturing or even how we um, keep food safe and so on. So there is a very popular paper in STS. It's called Do Artifacts Have Politics? where the author not only pays attention to bridges and how they can um, kind of limit particular people to reach particular areas, but he also mentions how the tomato harvester was invented and how this kind of led to scientists having the need of finding a solution for making tomatoes be one idea harder because the harvester as a machine was not careful enough and it was simply ruining a lot of tomatoes, which was not cool. So this is how genetically modified tomatoes kind of started existing. They simply wanted to make them harder so the harvester could pick them without damaging them. And this I find super, super interesting. And I think I read an article that I'm not sure, unfortunately, how truthful it is, about how they wanted to implement UV sensors for hygiene reasons in many supermarkets in the States. And it was a huge discussion about how that's going to impact food, especially fresh foods and stuff like that. You cannot 
simply put them under UV light to sanitize them, right? So this technical solutions for social problems is quite interesting. And I'm also very curious to hear what your opinions are on that regard. Yeah, but I feel what especially the tomato example you mentioned uh, illustrates is really how society is, becomes part of the food we eat, how society is inscribed into our food. Because, I mean, for millenniums, probably, humans have kind of selected these kinds of food, these kind of seeds that kind of satisfy their their desires in a way. So it's not natural selection anymore, but artificial or human selection. And I find this really interesting. And I mean, now with humans even engineer seeds and crops with genetical engineering, I mean, that also happened before with um, selecting the seeds you you, you want to cultivate in the next season. I don't know, the, the sweetest apple the kind best of just the best <laughs> the best yeah the and, best food yeah <laughs> and i think this is fascinating and what's striking me the most is actually the standardization in all of these processes like if you go to the supermarket all tomatoes they look the same right it's there is mostly no difference and i think this this ties in with a lot of STS thinking about these processes like standardization and classification are two huge lenses through we can look at. Would you say that food gets more standardized, the more processed? Or is it just because if you like with you, you just mentioned that tomatoes, basically, they all look the same in the supermarket. But then I thought, OK, but I mean, they are sorted before before we see them in the supermarket. That is right. That is right. I think it is. It's. It has two levels. This argument. One is that this uh, this classification or sorting out some like the ones that are standard, they can be sold, and the ones who are not standard, you cannot sell them. And then on the other hand, there is this engineering type of thing that you try to come to products or food which are which already have a standard um, size a standard taste or standard uh, anything and yeah, i think fast food. fast food for instance yeah and so i think this works on both levels the standardization processes yeah for fast food, I only have one thing to say, and it's fast food is actually a slow disaster, which is a completely different topic, but it's so sts -y <laughs> that I right. just couldn't hold myself. But Nora <laughs> mentioned something quite interesting earlier about the seeds, and this reminded me of food banks. I don't know, probably you have heard that scientists kind of try to keep the seeds of any plant we have so far on the planet in case it goes extinct so we can kind of recreate it at some point of course it's gonna be a bit changed to adapt to a certain environment but i also think on scientific level that's a very interesting topic to discuss and in terms of standardization you Costa mentioned earlier expiration date right that's also super standardization that people have some kind of timeline in which they are supposed to eat or not eat something and i think it's also very interesting to mention that food consumption is very often connected to and correlating with the status so 
in order to make it affordable also, but people from certain social groups tend to buy particular stuff. And I think there are a lot of studies, especially here in Vienna, that try to research the eating behaviors and habits of students that are living in dorms. Because it's a very interesting phenomenon where you have some kind of private space, but still not the ability to cook whenever you want, whatever you want. So I think this environment and the circumstances you are put in or living in really strongly standardize the way you're gonna look at food, consume food, what you're gonna buy, what you're gonna eat, and how much you're gonna waste also. It's just interesting because you can standardize and predict what different social groups would consume based on the environment they're living in. And it's we're still talking about people who are not producing any food, simply the choices they make depending on a bunch of factors such as their income, how many people they live with, and so on. So in terms of social sciences, this is a very relative and relevant topic to be researched, uh, eating habits and food habits. But another standardization, an example that you probably would find more relatable is uh, the labeling with uh, bio and eco and stuff like that and which institutions actually are certified to put these labels and what is the process of defining a certain product as bio or eco? And I think off topic, or actually it's not off topic, but it's interesting that a lot of firms simply incorporate bio and eco in their uh, package design. And people think that this is a certified bio or eco product, which is so not the case. So it could be very misleading. And that's also standardization, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's also a trend. I mean, there we also see like what many people value these days, or I don't know, in our social bubble. Also, in my like me and my flatmates, we agreed that if we have the choice in the supermarket, like one organic product and like one organic cucumber and um, non-organic cucumber, that we would buy the organic cucumber because we share all our food. So that's why we have such such rules. Yeah. Shall we think of some more SCS twists in terms of food, food management, food waste, food consumption, culture and food, food controversies, <laughs> and maybe include some examples from other sciences as well? That's that sounds great. That sounds great. So what is in the handbook? I will I will ha I will have a quote now. STS has revealed the commonly shared epistemologies and ontologies hidden in seemingly disparate arenas of farming methods, food processing and eating practices. So STS has made visible in other words the politics and processes by which agriculture and food have been co-produced over the past century with material infrastructures ecological landscapes and social imaginaries, values and institutions. What do you think of this sentence or two sentences? That they were very long. Right, they are pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> it basically, so to sum it up, it basically is also a critique of uh, the productivist forms of agriculture. So with not only standardization, but also we mentioned industrialization 
a lot of food is produced by huge industries, huge corporations, firms, and SDS kind of tries to tackle this uh, development by offering or making visible also other forms of agriculture or food production. And I think this has to do with the roots of STS as a field. Science, technology and uh, science and technology studies have not only been like have not only been developing because of scientific reasons and scholarly reasons, but also because of activist reasons. And many people concerned with the, the environment, um, health issues and further issues um, were actually, yeah, trying. So what I want to say is actually that SES not only has scholarly ambitions, but also tries to tackle the problems we have in our world and tries to offer perspectives and imaginaries how we can come to a better future or to a better world. Probably, I'd say, I mean, yeah, also better, but that things could also be otherwise. That's so that's that, a better expression, yeah. Yeah, but because, like, how you, how you phrase it in a way, and I guess personally I would also agree that industrial agriculture isn't the best form of agriculture, but then from an SDS perspective, my S, like SDS Nora <laughs> would argue that um, I mean also we kind of have to get away from these these categories in a way like industrial agriculture, alternative forms of agriculture, or like even the yeah organic not non organic food like good food bad food because I feel like in in SDS it's also a lot about overcoming such binary visions of the world. Yes, I don't know. I'm gonna go a bit further than agricultural topics in, and industrialization. But as Costa mentioned, imaginaries, I immediately thought of how we actually understand understand food in this digital world we live in, because you know there are food blogs, Instagram all the time, and maybe also our vision and imaginary of how food should look like is very different and has changed a lot due to globalization and the fact we can exchange information so easily but I think it's also very interesting to because it's related also to social and technological social media and all those platforms and how they could impact something so random as how we eat our food so so Nora you mentioned earlier Uh, the idea of co-production can you actually can you maybe explain to us what that actually is because uh, the authors of in the sts handbook also discuss this so i would like to know more about that yeah well co-production is a concept um i mean sheila jesenov uh, is really famous for it and it's basically co-production as the name says if for example we say food and society are co-produced and we can say that food shapes society but at the same time society shapes what kind of food is produced in a way so by selecting um, because we decide which foods food crops we want to grow so these things food and society come into being together they mutually constitute each other 
And this is a a concept that pops up so like in so many different areas when we look at things from an SDS perspective. And it applies also really well to to food and society, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because like I can see the point that uh, food and society both have an effect on each other at the same time. Like what you eat, what you produce, what the cultural like the cultural habits behind that are, that all ties in together and uh, really closely is connected and intertwined, as STS people like to say. Yeah, that's a very nice STS word, actually. Intertwined. Yeah, one one more thing I would like to I would like to point you at when we talk about food is also kind of just the nature of food or how we make sense of food because I think um, often their dis discussion is this organic or more natural food and is more processed food. Can we even say it's still food or is it just um, something Additives artificial? Yeah. yeah. Additives and stuff like that. Um, and this reminded me of this hybrid concept that also often pops up uh, in STS discussions is basically that things aren't one thing or the other. It's more that food on the one hand, it's kind of part of nature, especially if you look at things like fruits and vegetables or grains, that's clearly from nature. But I guess, or I hope that <laughs> each, uh, each food time, I hope that each food item has some natural origin, so we can say it's nature. But at the same time, it's also technology. Because as we said, I mean, with genetically engineered crops, it's really obvious that it's a technology. Because, for example, you can have patents on the seeds. So it's you have like intellectual properties on these things, but also just on other seeds, um, like just by selecting it there's this human factor added so it's not natural selection but artificial selection so we have this cultural or technological aspect coming in or also i think if food is processed then of course we could also speak uh, about technology so that's actually one thing i would like to add that we could make sense of food as kind of this nature technology hybrid so robbie You like raps, isn't that true? That's very true. <laughs> so shall we wrap it up or what? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media and share your thoughts on food with us. Not only how you like your breakfast or what you had for lunch, but in general, other angles um, and science fields that we can look um, at food from so drop us an email or a comment on social media and Mahlzeit Mahlzeit <laughs> Mahlzeit yeah